Welcome to Say When, a podcast for anyone who's had enough of restrictive diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or believing they can never be worthy or valued until they reach their ideal weight. Had enough? Then it's time to say when. I'm Holly Toscanini, a certified health coach and chronic dieter. I coach women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. Does this sound like you? If so, I'm glad you're here. This non-diet approach to health is important because it allows you to stop wasting precious time and energy trying to change yourself to fit some unrealistic ideal of beauty. Plus, it speaks to your underlying desire to feel valued and worthy just as you are. Ready to learn more? Let's get started. Hello and welcome. I'm Holly Toscanini. In this episode, we'll be discussing the emotional reasons why so many of us continue to diet and why it's time to stop. Plus, I'll share three ways to help you get started breaking free from your diet mindset. We've all been there. We start a new diet full of wishful thinking and determination. We're going to lose the weight, feel confident, and be happy about our bodies and our lives, finally. But then, a few weeks or even a few days in, our food cravings kick in or we're just so sick of restricting food and depriving ourselves, we give up. We tell ourselves we'll start again Monday or tomorrow, but deep down, we know the whole cycle is just going to repeat itself, right? It's no secret that dieting is hard. It requires that we stick to challenging and unrealistic food rules, and even then there's no guarantee of success. How do I know this? Because I've been there, just like you. But by learning how to recognize and reject diet culture and accept my body, I've been able to embrace a whole new way of living that's not just dependent on a number on the scale to prove my value or my worth. What I've learned along the way is that you can have unconditional confidence and be free from food guilt and body shame. You can spend less time obsessing about calories or macros and more time doing what you love. You can learn to change your limiting beliefs and negative thinking too. You can stop using your weight as an excuse to not follow your dreams and your passions. I get it. There are a lot of reasons why we diet. But the one I hear from my clients the most is that they think it will make them happier. We diet because we're unhappy with our lives, and we blame the way our body looks for that. And we think that losing weight will make us confident, make us worthy, and make us be successful. We believe that if we can just lose the weight, we will finally be the woman we've always wanted to be. Unfortunately, this is rarely the case. In fact, dieting has the opposite effect, leading to feelings of guilt and shame and inadequacy. And even when we do lose some weight, it's usually temporary and we end up right back where we started or we put on even more weight than we might have lost. The truth is, diets don't work. Two-thirds of people end up gaining back more weight than they lost. And even worse, we end up feeling even more unhappy with our bodies as a result. Dieting is also one of the most important predictors of developing an eating disorder. Just tuck that away. See, research shows that weight cycling or yo-yo dieting has a more harmful effect on our health than our body size does. What that means is it's healthier to be in a larger body than to continually try to gain and lose weight. It's associated with a shorter lifespan, yo-yo dieting is, and it's been shown to increase the risk of diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and heart disease. Dieting actually causes us to gain more weight and it's harmful to our health. What's even worse is the negative attitudes, 
and internalized fear we have around weight called weight stigma. Studies have shown that weight stigma increases the risk of high blood pressure, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, high cholesterol, and eating disorders. So why do we keep dieting if it doesn't work and ultimately it makes us less healthy and feel bad about ourselves? The answer lies in our emotions. Dieting has become a way of life for so many people, but it's often not just about losing weight. We may think we're just trying to get healthier, but there are often underlying emotional reasons that drive us to keep dieting. When we diet, we're often trying to escape from negative emotions like sadness or loneliness or insecurity, and we think if we can just be thinner, we'll be happier and more loved. I know this case for me. No matter how thin I got, I always wanted to be just a little smaller. No matter how small my dress size was, I always wanted to buy the next one down just because I knew I could get smaller. I guess I never stopped to ask myself, how small is enough? You know, how thin do I need to be to finally feel like I'm worthy of love? That was a hard one. It also helped us feel, or helped me feel, more in control. That's one of the most common emotional reasons for dieting, is a desire for control. We all have that need, especially when we face uncertainty. We live in a world that can be chaotic and unpredictable, and sometimes the only thing we feel like we can control is what we eat. Dieting gives us a sense of structure and routine. It also gives us a feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction when we stick to our plan or if we see progress. I mean, how many of you have gotten excited over a new meal plan, gone grocery shopping and loaded up your cart with all the stuff that you can eat and tossed out all of the food that you can't? It's exciting, it's new, and it makes us feel like we're in control of our situation. But by restricting our food intake and sticking to that really strict meal plan, we feel like we're in control of our lives. But the truth is, you can't control everything and trying to through dieting can actually make you feel more anxious or stressed than you were before. That false sense of control can also um, make it impossible to stick to your plan because it's so chaotic. It leads to that vicious cycle of guilt and shame if you stray from your diet and it makes it even harder to stick to in the long run. You always feel bad because you weren't perfect. Which leads to another emotional reason for dieting which is the desire for acceptance and approval. We live in a society that places a whole lot of value on being thin and beautiful, and we often feel like we need to conform to those standards in order to be accepted and loved. We may feel that if we just lose some weight, we'll be happier and more confident. Everything will be better. But the truth is, our worth as individuals is not determined by our appearance, and we should be loved and accepted for who we are regardless of how we look. We don't need to change our bodies to be worthy. Our worth is not determined by our shape or size, and we should never feel guilty or ashamed for simply being ourselves. Next, dieting can also be a way of coping with emotional pain. When we're feeling sad or stressed, we may turn to food as a way of comforting ourselves, which is totally normal, by the way. But if we're constantly restricting food, we're denying ourselves of the very thing we need to help us feel calm and give us that sense of relief or pleasure. See, emotional eating is something diet culture created to explain why we don't stick to a restrictive and rigid diet. Women are emotional beings, right? And who is the one that is doing most of the dieting? Women. We're told that their diet plan makes sense. It's just math. It's logical, i.e. unemotional. So if we're eating against the plan, we must be emotionally eating. 
Instead of turning to food as our only way of coping, it's important to find other healthy ways to manage our emotions. There's nothing wrong with eating, but there are other ways that we can also incorporate some pleasure into our lives and kind of unplug from the stress we might be feeling from the day. We could try practicing mindfulness or meditation or talking to a coach or finding healthy outlets for our emotions, something like writing, doing some kind of art, or just getting out and moving your body every day. Finally, dieting can become a way of punishing ourselves. We might feel guilty or ashamed about the way our bodies look or our eating habits, and we feel that we deserve to be punished by restricting our food or by hiding our eating. But punishing ourselves only leads to more negative emotions and can actually make it harder to make healthy choices in the long run. (sighs) So what can we do to break free from the emotional reasons that keep us dieting? First, it's important to recognize we're more than our size or shape. We're valuable and worthy regardless of what we look like. Second, we need to try to find other ways to manage our emotions and cope with stress. This may involve reaching out to friends for support, finding healthy outlets for our emotions, or even therapy and coaching. Finally, we want to focus on practicing health-promoting behaviors like intuitive eating, mindful movement, stress management, getting quality sleep, and having the support of friends and family rather than trying to conform to societal standards or punishing ourselves because we look different than we were told we were supposed to look. So if you're struggling right now with thinking about how you're going to break free from this diet mindset or this cycle of dieting, of gaining and losing, and then gaining again, here are some tips. First, find a way to cope with your emotions. Find a different way to deal with what you're feeling. You could also try the RAIN technique. Now, the anacronym RAIN is a tool for practicing mindfulness and compassion developed by Tara Brock, and it uses the following four steps. Remember, R-A-I-N. In. R, recognize what's going on. This means consciously acknowledging the thoughts, the feelings, and how those are affecting you. This can be done by just noting them, which means just call them out and pay attention to what you're aware of the most. A stands for allow the experience to be there. Let those thoughts, those emotions or feelings, or any sensations you've noted be there in your thoughts without trying to avoid it Don't try to fix it. Don't judge it. This creates a pause that will help deepen your attention to how you're actually feeling. I is investigate with interest and care. So instead of judging those thoughts, just get curious about them. You might ask yourself, what wants my attention? Or how am I experiencing this feeling in my body? Or what am I believing about this situation to be true that maybe isn't? N Nurture with self-compassion. To do this, try to get a sense of what that wounded or frightened or hurt place inside you really needs the most, and then practice some form of self-care that will help you feel better. So first, find a way to cope with your emotions like the RAIN technique. Next, you could focus on your health instead of some arbitrary number on the scale. When you're focused on practicing those health-affirming behaviors we mentioned earlier, you're more likely to make sustainable changes. Plus, you'll end up being happier and more confident no matter what your body looks like. Learning to honor your health helps rebuild that relationship with your body so you can learn to trust yourself again. And health is really just being in a place where you can appropriately respond to the demands of your day-to-day life. 
Now, the World Health Organization defines health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not just an absence of disease. Being healthy or having a certain size body is not a moral obligation no matter what diet culture tries to make you believe. You get to decide what's best for you and what health-promoting behaviors you engage in or not. Self-care is really just any deliberate action we take to care for our mental, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Your body isn't broken or defective. You simply need to show yourself a little compassion and kindness. Now, if you're struggling with self-care, here are some suggestions. For your physical self, just try moving your body. Any slow, repetitive movement like walking or yoga or stretching can be helpful. Also, your body needs quality sleep. So give yourself permission to rest and relax. And eat foods that give you energy, that you enjoy, and make you feel good. Now, for your emotional self, find ways to express that emotion. We've mentioned getting together with friends and laughing, but maybe just finding a safe place to cry or journal or do some self-reflecting about what feelings you're experiencing. You know, emotions are called feelings because we experience them in our bodies, right? That's where we feel them. Now, these types of activities can help you release any suppressed emotions and and even just relax your nervous system. Now, for your mental self-care, this is anything that helps bring your emotional and spiritual selves into balance. Talking with a coach or a mentor can help you address any emotional or physical issues in a way that's both helpful and supportive. You might also want to try practicing setting boundaries so you aren't overcommitted and feeling guilty or resentful. For your spiritual self, Consider ways to practice forgiveness and gratitude and reconnect with a sense of something bigger than yourself, some energy that connects all of us. Meditation and prayer are great ways to do this, but you can also get spiritual support from community groups. Or if that's not for you, just try spending time in nature and let yourself be in wonder and awe of the world you live in. You can also play with pets or children. They're always full of joy and unconditional love. Now, the third thing to do is just accept your body the way it is. This is the most important step. We have to learn to accept and respect ourselves no matter what our size. Once we do that, everything else falls into place. See, body image is multidimensional. It's not just how we see ourselves, like in the mirror, but also how we feel about ourselves because of what we see, how we think about ourselves because of how we feel, and how we behave towards ourselves because of those thoughts and feelings. When we don't have a healthy body image, well, we can experience low self-esteem and you're disconnected from your innate sense of self-worth and it can distort your relationship with food. We think something is wrong with our bodies, so we restrict food or overexercise. I think you get the point. It can cause us to always try to be perfect. We don't feel good enough on our bodies or about ourselves, so we overcompensate by trying to be perfect in other areas of our lives. This can also lead to a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. To break free from the emotional reasons that keep us dieting, we need to shift our focus from controlling our bodies to nurturing them. This means making healthy choices for the sake of our health and well-being, rather than trying to conform to societal standards or punish ourselves for our perceived shortcomings. Dieting might seem like a solution to our problems, but in reality, it often creates more problems than it solves. It can be driven by a range of emotional reasons, from a desire for control and acceptance to coping with emotional pain and punishing ourselves. By recognizing and addressing these emotional factors, we can break free from the dieting cycle and focus on building a healthy relationship with food and our bodies. It's time to stop dieting and start accepting ourselves, no matter our size. We deserve to feel happy, confident, and loved just the way we are.
It's time to focus on bringing balance to our lives, mind, body, and soul. Look, it's not your fault you don't like your body. Diet culture has gaslit you into believing that there's something wrong if you don't fit the current body trend. Instead of helping you feel good about yourself, it keeps you tricked into believing that if you could just follow this new diet or take this new magic drug, all of your problems would be solved. That is not now, nor has it ever been true. You, my friend, are already enough. You're valuable, lovable, and let's face it, pretty darn amazing. Once you can accept this about yourself, there is nothing in your life you won't be able to overcome or accomplish. If you're ready to stop dieting and start living, I can help. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free coaching call to learn how. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who've had enough of diet culture and are ready to get on with their lives. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, send me a DM through Instagram at Holly Toscanini, or you can find me on my website, hollytoscanini.com. Thanks for joining me.